Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And joining us now is the great Tom DiNapoli, 54th Comptroller of the state of New York. Uh, Mr. Comptroller, thank you. Um, we got to get through these numbers. Give us the lowdown. They just came out. I know we had you on before when it showed just uh, a huge And by drop. the way, New Jersey today yes. was down 20%. That's a huge amount. And it was, what, 39.9? Remember, I, John, when we were talking last time with uh, Tom DiNapoli? Yeah, what I do mean, you have now? One of the challenges, Rita, John, and, and, and Governor, and Ed, and, and, and Judge, uh, is, you know, looking at the numbers, comparing it to a year ago, comparing it to projections. As Governor Patterson remembers, after the budget's done, there's an updated financial plan. And because of the bad news we talked about last month, the financial plan has lowered expectations for tax receipts by $5 billion each year for the rest of the financial plan. So what we're seeing now is that year to date, the biggest tax source for the state is the personal income tax. And it is down year to date about, you know, over, well over 40%. So it really is seeing softness. Much of that is because the stock market and fewer capital gains uh, being collected. John uh, is always concerned about sales tax statewide. Slight increase, a little over 1%. Normally we, we've seen much healthier growth. We see that growth now slowing. For the city, when you look at the whole numbers, it's basically been flat from April to May. So I think it's really signs of a lot of uncertainty out there. What it means for the state is that the out-year budget gaps are now projected next year to, to be uh, raised up to over $9 billion, close to $14 billion a year after that. As you know, the city's got financial out-year gaps. So the city and state are fine at the moment, but, but there are a lot of clouds on the horizon and it really means we need to be very, very careful about monitoring spending and revenue. Yeah, that's, the a, the state. that's yep. a lot. Uh, and everybody, we're talking to New York State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli. Tom, um, what is the impact, too, I mean, in terms of services to individuals? I mean, let's talk about what the impact means to everyday New Yorkers. Well, I get uh, the good news piece, even though these numbers are, are of concern, the state also has put aside an historic level of reserve. So in terms of the the cash balance right now and money put aside for economic uncertainties, we certainly are in a position now where I don't think anybody's going to be talking about service cuts. I think the bigger issue is going to be what will it look like, you know, two or three months from now, and what will it mean? Because before you know, we're going to be planning next year's budget, right? Uh, Governor Patterson remembers how quickly one budget year goes into the next. <laughs> you may have some very tough choices about next year's budget because wow. there were there were many spending commitments, a lot in mental health now that weren't there before. Certainly, education, healthcare. The Medicaid rolls, are they going to go down if this economy continues to be very sluggish? That's a very big expense in the state budget. If those rolls don't go down as anticipated, well, you know what? There's going to be uh, a need to figure out how do we pay for the services that uh, 
New Yorkers have been expecting. Um, you know, Tom, uh, before, um, I, and I know Ed and uh, the Gov and the judge have a whole bunch of questions for you, too. Um, we talked about this when you and I were talking and, and John, when we were talking, uh, what was it, about a month ago or so, obviously. And what about the cost of migrants? How much is it costing the state? What, what is the estimated? Well, I mean, you know, the the, the total tab, and, and this is obviously uh, a work in progress, right? Because the, you know, the, Governor Hochul has put some money aside. I'm not sure how much has actually gotten to the city at this point. The feds have put some money, and they announced uh, s- some more money, but it, it's not expected to to cover it all. The, the 2023 uh, costs are expected to be 1.4 billion by June 30th. Uh, by next summer, over 4 billion. So. Uh, that that is a big is a big number, and obviously um, the state is not in a position to fund it all for the city. And Washington has been a little slow in responding to the requests. I know uh, the, the congressional delegation led by Chuck Schumer came up with a little more help, but the, the numbers keep growing. More migrants keep coming, so this is uh, is going to be a, one of those costs that a year ago. Wasn't anticipated in all these budget plans. Yeah, absolutely. Ed Cox. Um, uh, yeah, Ed Cox. Uh, do the most economists are projecting a recession? Some say mild, some say deep, but uh, certainly uh, end of this year, early next year. Do the financial projections take a recession into account? Yeah, I think they do uh, at this point, and that's why they took down at the state level. They took down that, that five billion. Uh, in in uh, expected drop in in receipts, and that is based on an expectation at some point there'll be recession. The challenge Ed, is that they've been projecting this this uh, shallow recession for a while, and it really hasn't happened yet. And that's one of the challenges now. That I mean, the, the economic data is so contradictory. What uh, we know America. Interest rates are still higher than we'd like them to be. Inflation is still too high. They they are hiring people, but I I think the sales tax slow down in that revenue source means people are not spending as much. I think people are well, very concerned about where it's all headed. A lot of people are not here. Uh, you know, um, they come back on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, yep. and, and they're out of town Monday and Friday. It's a big issue for the city. It's, it's a, a big, issue. big issue for the city. And this congestion and pricing. Retail, it, it affects the restaurants. It affects, you know, retail big time. That hasn't uh, certainly come back. We, we have a fair amount of tourists back in the city. We don't have all the, the tourists from overseas, Tom, although Tom we Dinapoli, had before the pandemic. It's gonna, this congestion pricing is going to hurt more than p- people know. Well, I mean, it's a tough issue because the MTA, as we all know, is, has, has really had big financial issues. They seem to be getting back on their feet. But a big part of the capital plan assumes that congestion pricing will generate the revenue. So if congestion pricing doesn't happen because of opposition, uh, we got to figure out how to plug that hole in the capital plan. And that's not going to yeah, be but, easy. Yeah, but, but we didn't create the problem. The, the people are not paying. Yeah. They should solve that problem. Governor Patterson would say you. It's going to be very difficult, in my opinion, Tom, to hit the projections that the congestion pricing will uh, bring in particularly because of so many open spaces that used to be office buildings in the city, the fact that the businesses in the city suffer because there aren't enough people there, and it's combining to what I think will be a real disappointment if they uh, begin congestion pricing. When uh, Mayor Bloomberg first talked about it in 2008, it was a different – we lived in a different place then. But what uh, I think we could be facing now is an inability to close that gap. Well, let me tell you something. 
San Francisco is in deep doodle. The, 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 the hotels are closing down. The businesses the, are fleeing. Businesses are fleeing. My friend that owns, uh, uh, what is it, Gumps, uh, he's closing down, I think. And, and it, it, it's, it's crazy. Chicago, they're going to roll up the sidewalks there. New York is still not bad shape, but it's going to get worse. We, we have we have our struggles and and the the economy we we need it to hold up. We need New York. We we need Wall Street to come back. I mean, you know, the numbers have been a little better this month than other months, but you know, uh, all of these pieces uh, right now are not coming together as quickly as as we thought. We're not we're not out of the impact of the COVID economy yet. We got a ways to go. Tom DiNapoli, thank you for coming on, and I, I pray for. Uh uh, our cities. I play. I pray for San Francisco, Chicago, New York. For all. Hey, John. Let me have one more prayer because Rita always does the wonderful job with Back the Blue in her segment at night. One of our uh, dedicated troopers uh, was shot and wounded at a, a routine traffic stop this afternoon. Trooper Richard Alpert, say a prayer for him. He's going to be fine. It looks like. Hopefully, he'll be out of the hospital wow. soon. But a reminder that uh, uh, our troopers and those in law enforcement—they never know what's going to happen when they respond to a call. Oh, we'll say it. We'll absolutely. all say a prayer. Absolutely. And I'll make sure I give him a shout out tonight on the show at ten o'clock too, John.